Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I don't need to tell you that life gets hard. Life gets hard, really hard. But God's faithfulness is still active and alive in our hard. And these episodes are dedicated to remembering and claiming the promises of a faithful God. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. But more than that, I'm a trauma and abuse survivor who carried a heavy weight of shame and worthlessness for many years, and I still struggle, but I live in much more freedom now because I know God through His Word and speak truth to the lies of the enemy with His Word. And that's what we do here. On Mondays, we take it in by studying the promises of God, and on Wednesdays, we live it out with teaching and testimony on the promises of God. So thank you for tuning in, my friend. You are the reason for this show. And I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Hello, friend. Today, we're going to take it in with 2 Corinthians 10, 12, using my step-by-step Bible study method. And you will find links to a study sheet as well as videos for the step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. 2 Corinthians 10, 12 in the NIV says this, We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. A little background on the book of 2 Corinthians. The author is the Apostle Paul. The audience is the church at Corinth. The date of the writing is AD 56 to 57. And the Passion Translation says this about 2 Corinthians. It says the church had received Paul's rebuke in his prior letters, and now they were tender, open, and ready to receive all that their spiritual father had to impart. So 1 Corinthians has some information found right away in chapter 1, verse 1, that Paul had received some information from different sources concerning some trouble within the church. But then in 2 Corinthians, there seems to be this tone in the letter about being grateful, having gratitude for some relief from that crisis. This is the second letter from Paul to the church at Corinth, urging the church to stand with him in ministry, live in holiness, and give generously. Chapter 10, where we're hanging out today, has 18 verses, and it talks about how to judge an apostle. And we are going to be in the section talking about right and wrong measures of ministry. And specifically, we're going to be focused in on the wrong measure of ministry. So one more time, our verse is 2 Corinthians 10, 12, and it says this, we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. So step one in the Bible study method is to choose our word, and our word today is measure. It is a verb. I found a lot of different definitions. I selected a few to share with you that I feel most closely match where we're headed today. To ascertain the quantity of a unit of material via calculated comparison with respect to a standard. To estimate the unit size of something, to judge, value, or appraise, to adjust by a rule or standard. So some synonyms are things like calculate, compute, estimate, quantify, rate, size, assess, evaluate, gauge, judge, or weigh. 
and some antonyms. And again, this is of using measure as a verb, some antonyms of the verb being the opposite of drawing conclusions from an examination or assessment are things like complicate, convolute, confuse, cloud, distort, muddle, or obfuscate. (laughs) Easy for me to say, obfuscate. Maybe you know that word. I had to look that word up. It means to make dark or to overshadow. Now, I'm telling you, when I started looking at the antonyms, this is when it began to get real for me real fast, because I think there's something in this fact finding with the antonyms specifically that's really important, because Paul is telling us to not measure ourselves by ourselves. And as we travel along here together, we're going to talk about how we are to measure ourselves, but I'm going to already suggest that measuring ourselves by ourselves leads to these antonyms, okay? It leads to a complicated, confused, convoluted, distorted, obfuscated, I'm going to try to use that word again, right? This dark, overshadowing understanding of who we are and how we are called to behave. When we are comparing ourselves with others, we are getting very confused and muddled and clouded and distorted information about who we are and how we are to behave. That is already like making me sit up and take notice as we're talking. Step two in the method is to investigate. We divide that up into four parts. Part one is to compare our word in other translations. And in every translation that I investigated, except for the voice, the voice said, check. When we check ourselves or themselves by themselves, everything else had a combination of either measure or compare. So as we measure ourselves, as we compare ourselves, as we check ourselves with ourselves, basically, or with others who are like us, then that is foolish behavior or not wise behavior. Part two in the investigate step is to research the original word. The strongest number is G3354, metreo. It means to measure, to ascertain in size by a fixed standard, by implication to add measure or a lot by rule. Hope I'm saying that right. Figuratively to estimate. And it's from a root word that means a measure, literally or figuratively, by implication, a limited portion or degree. Now, I'm going to pause right there again, because this idea of measuring or ascertaining in size by a fixed standard, again, and I am so bad about this, especially if I spend too much time on social media, hello, but I am deciding that who someone else is or what someone else has is the measure by which, or the standard by which I should measure my own have, ability, or do, right? And that is where we get into so much danger because I'm looking at her and then comparing myself, measuring myself, determining how much I have based on what she has. But then the next day, I'm looking at her and I'm using that as a standard of measurement for my life. And then like, and I'm not picking on social media. I'm just saying, as we scroll, 
we have about four bazillion different standards when we're comparing, right? We have about four bazillion different standards by which we can measure our own accomplishments, worth, or value. And Paul is saying, when we do that, that is not wise. I think that the TDNT, the Theological Dictionary of the New Testament, sums it up. It says, to measure or to traverse the sea, to evaluate, to judge. And so I looked up this word traverse because it was like to traverse the sea. And that means to travel across, often under difficult conditions, to visit all parts of, to explore thoroughly. And here's what I'm getting from that. It's something that we're navigating, right? We're fact finding. Like based on my investigation and evaluation, I come to this conclusion. So when I'm looking at a post about someone else's living room, based on this information, I'm fact finding in her picture of her living room and evaluating my effectiveness or my I don't know, goodness of my living room based on that standard. So I'm investigating thoroughly who she is, or at least who she is in this picture of her living room and deciding if I am good enough, worthy enough, measuring up based on that standard. And it is, those are difficult conditions to navigate because actually we're trying to measure or weigh ourselves against this standard that is fluid. It's always changing. So it's like they're always moving the line, right? It's like the carrot out in front of us where we can work really hard and try to get it, but we're never going to get it because it's always going to be changing and we're not measuring ourselves by something that is standard, solid, secure, and steady. Part three of the investigate step is to read a little bit of commentary. I found this in the Enduring Word, and as always, all the resources I use to put together an episode are in the show notes, but this was from the Enduring Word. It says, whoever Paul's opponents and critics were among the Corinthian Christians, they certainly thought highly of themselves. Paul will not class or compare himself with these carnal, worldly people at all. Paul is making this bold statement that's saying, you're judgment of me or your assessment of me, friend, whether it's actually stated or only in our head, someone else's judgment and assessment, right? But Paul is actually saying that doesn't get a vote here. Your opinion, or even just, even if you don't have an opinion about me, but just your doing, your status, your accomplishments are not the standard by which I measure myself. Trap is quoted in the Enduring Word as saying, Oh, pray to be preserved from this perilous pinnacle of self-exaltation. Look into the perfect law of liberty and draw nigh to God. The nearer we come to God, the more rottenness we find in our bones. And here's the thing. When we compare ourselves to people, and this is hard for me to say out loud because I'm, oh, I'm just in it so much. I hate it. When we compare ourselves to people, we cannot win because if we win, We have decided we are as good or better, may I say, or better than them. And if we lose, we have decided that they are as good or better than us. And neither of these things, neither of these things are things that draw us close to God or close to each other. So everyone loses in comparison, everyone but the enemy. 
The enduring word still, it says this was wrong for at least two reasons. First, there did not seem to be a lot of really spiritual people among the Corinthian Christians to give good comparison to. How much of a compliment could it have been to be the most spiritual person among the Corinthians? Secondly, it was wrong because it only measured on a human scale, focused on outward appearance. When we let the Holy Spirit measure us through God's word, he measures us on God's scale and he looks at the heart. See, there's what we measure ourselves against. We measure ourselves against the word of God. Even our spiritual leaders, even the teachers in our lives, our pastors, Bible teachers that we trust, it's we have to be very careful about comparing ourselves with them because there's so much about other people's lives and hearts that we have no idea about. We're not, we're not privileged with that kind of information. But we don't need to compare ourselves to any other single person that's here on earth because we have Jesus Christ as an example, and we have the word that we can go to, and we can understand what God's instructions about our behavior is through his example and through the word. And we need to only compare ourselves with that. Here's the thing that I have learned about comparison so much, and that is I don't think this side of heaven that I will be able to stop it. I just, I do it before I even am aware that I'm doing it, but I can learn how to become more aware of it. When I feel down about myself, which happens sometimes, I can ask myself, what are you thinking in that head of yours? And so often when I'm feeling down about myself, it's because I'm comparing myself with either someone else or with the someone that I think others expect me to be. And I'm not meeting those expectations. And so I feel down about myself. And so if I'm honest with myself and my train of thought, my line of thinking, then I can actually stop that way of thinking and say, no, no, that's not the standard by which we measure ourselves. And I can go back to God. I can confess where my train of thought has been going and ask him to help me again. Remember to align myself with his thinking and to see myself as he sees me. That doesn't mean we don't need any correction. That doesn't mean we don't have room to grow. Of course we do. But it is not God's voice when we feel ashamed, when we feel minimized, when we feel like we are not enough. That's not God's voice. So part four of the investigate step is to rewrite the verse in our own words. I'm going to read it again in the original NIV. We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. And I wrote my rewrite like this. Angie, do not base your value on your own understanding. Do not look at others to decide if you are better or worse. Comparing yourself to anything other than God's standards for your life is foolish. Step three in the method is to find the characteristics of God. I put that he is my shield, that God wants to protect me from the temptation of looking right and left to find my value. He will be that check of spirit. That's what happens to me sometimes when I can feel myself a little bit like downward spiral, not feeling that good about myself today. If I can ask myself the question, what am I thinking about right now? And then feel that like that check in my spirit to, and say thank you to God for being that check in my spirit so that I don't continue down that path. I also put that God is my peace. He is a peace. When I agree with God about who he says I am, 
I do not live in turmoil trying to be something I'm not called to be. Why do we do that? I can't answer that for sure, but I know I've spent way more time than I wish I had on trying to either meet someone else's expectations or meet my understanding of what someone expect someone else's expectations might be for me Um, or trying to meet the stated expectations someone else has for me instead of really being able to one ask God but then trust in his answer that I need to be who he calls me to be and that is really the only way to have peace in my heart in my life step four in the method is to identify the lie of the enemy And here's the one that I think is so powerful to me. It says, look at her. If you don't have, if you don't do, if you don't look like, if you don't know what she does, you're nothing. You are nothing. It's not true, friend. We are told in Ephesians 2.10 that we are God's masterpiece. We are told in Psalm 139 that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, We are created in his image. He loves us fiercely and he has not made a mistake in you, in me, in us. He calls us to be unique and we are special to him and we're not able to do the work he calls us to do and to serve the people that he calls us to serve with our unique personality experiences knowing of him, all of that is unique. And there are unique people that we can reach with our life when we live our life. Step five is simply called, so what? And I wrote this as a key takeaway for me today. I put comparison is an ugly, dangerous trap. When you're feeling low or less than, ask yourself the important question, Whose made-up standards am I trying to meet? God doesn't play games. He outlines clearly how he loves you and how he hopes you'll respond to that love. That's the only thing you need to concern yourself with. I'd love to hear your takeaway. You can email me anytime at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast on whatever directory you're using to listen. It only takes a second and it guarantees you'll see new episodes as soon as they drop. And quite frankly, it just helps the show a lot. So thank you to those of you who are subscribers. And if someone came to mind as you were listening today, maybe you have a friend, a loved one, someone in your life that you thought, man, this episode would be really good for them to hear. I would love it if you would forward it to them, share it with them. Inviting them into what we're doing here is another just great way to support the show. I encourage you to tune in on Wednesday for my conversation with Iris Bryant. Iris sat with me recently to talk about her journey through learning she was adopted and how that raised questions about her identity and how comparison and people pleasing became obstacles to living as the person God designed and created her to be. Her story is our live it out on 2 Corinthians 10, 12. Thank you for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved cherished child of God. Peace.